welcome to Mash Mouth, a podcast covering every single episode of the hit 1970s sitcom, Mash. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Ethan. Hello, Ethan. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, you know, happy to be recording, happy to be watching Mash. As always. Uh, as I always am. Yeah. Quality show. <laughs> so I actually have a story that I just found. It's, 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 uh, it's Mash related. And it's a story that I just found out on Friday. So Mash was originally a movie as we know and the tv series was a spin-off from the movie from the book etc etc but there was also this sitcom called trapper john md that i had no clue was like an actual show and uh, it went on for seven seasons and i had seven seasons yeah and I that's had, like a show show yeah okay. i had literally no idea it was it's crazy i was just as one does i had some extra time and was perusing the mash wikipedia oh as we all do on a friday <laughs> night let me tell you so i was looking at the spinoff section and it said trapper john md and i was just like ah i remember hearing about this what is this so i click on it and i for some reason i thought that it was a like an unaired pilot or like a season one season of a show that just wasn't picked up i've heard of aftermash mm -hmm. which is like this one season thing about some people after mash happened mm -hmm. and there's also the failed spinoff with radar just called walter but with the, the mash asterisks in it, which <laughs> yeah. I thought is funny. I had no idea that this existed, let alone that it took place over the course of seven seasons, otherwise known as a very healthy TV run. Yeah, it's like I, I was I was so shocked. So this show called Trapper John MD, it starred Pernell Roberts as Trapper, um, not Wayne Rogers. And I for some reason I thought that Wayne Rogers came back and did like a spin-off of the character. And it just wasn't picked up. And I just like, I, so I was just completely shocked. So it takes place in a hospital in San Francisco where Trapper's supposed to be from. And Trapper's the chief surgeon of the hospital. And there was actually this like lawsuit that happened because for like over the rights of the character. And I won't get into the whole thing because it's a lot of like contract law, which I found really interesting. But of course you did. <laughs> but I can link the show's Wikipedia page in the description because it's actually really interesting. So overall, it was just like it was seven seasons of a show that I didn't know existed about MASH. It's just, that's just crazy. That's wild. Oh, that's blown my mind. I, I've <laughs> never, I've never even heard of this. And I did, you know, in prep for this podcast, like look into Mash and look into stuff surrounding it. But I, nobody has ever mentioned Trapper John, let alone that it was on for seven seasons. Uh, it's wild the amount of things that can just disappear into the void. Uh, that could be like successful at the time, and then are just like, all right, well, we're done with that, and history does not need to remember. Yeah, I really want to see if it's like streaming anywhere, or if I can find like a DVD collection of it or something, because I'm so interested to see it. I I know that it departs from mash in general like especially as the seasons go on it's the better call Saul to mash is breaking <laughs> yeah bad. exactly so i'm really curious i really want to watch it i find spinoffs in general so interesting because it's like well we have one successful thing let's try to just make more of that with different people involved 
Stay tuned for my video essay about successful and not successful spinoffs coming eventually. <laughs> you know, one day. <laughs> so let's get into the episode a little bit. So in this episode, when Henry is reassigned to a teaching position in Tokyo, Frank once again takes over as commanding officer and makes everyone's life miserable. But of course, Hawkeye and Trapper won't stand for Frank's shenanigans for too long, and they devise a plan to get Henry back to the unit ASAP. So, Ethan, what did you think about this episode? I like this one. This was a very fun one. This one kind of felt like a a season finale kind of story mm -hmm. where it was like, all right, status quo's changing really hard. Are our boys going to be able to survive this this massive shift in what they're used to? That's interesting, though, that you say that it seems like a finale because I... As you say that, it does, like, I understand what you mean. I didn't get that vibe, but I definitely feel that in this episode. It felt kind of different. I don't know. Like, I don't, just, the camera shots of it were a little bit different. The setting was a little bit different. They, it took place in Tokyo for a little bit. Yeah, they go to Tokyo and spend an uh, extended amount of time there. I was like, oh, this is neat to see as a different location. Yeah, and you're right. It definitely did feel like a season finale kind of vibe. Like, if they played it up a little more dramatically, it would have been season finale kind of like, oh, no, are things going to be different or will they stay the same? And this was like, you know, it was episode nine, so they didn't like play it up as a big dramatic mm -hmm. thing. It was just something that happened. Yeah. Uh, but I think you could do this story of, of Burns becoming commanding officer as a big moment. Yeah, I think throughout the show, there are times when Frank takes over. In fact, we've seen it already so many, like, so many times in this first season that it's like, what what's happening? But it becomes a little bit more spread out through this season's uh, when Frank takes over either like it's supposed to be permanently or when he is just taking over for a little bit. This was like the first one that it was like, oh no, Frank might be in charge forever, I'm pretty sure. This was the first one where he had a sense of power to mm -hmm. him because a lot of the other times it's established as very temporary. Mm -hmm. But this was the first time where he was like, all right, making it the Frank Burns show. Here we go, baby. It's all me. I'm going to get this place the way I want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy, though, like how much they establish in the first season that Frank's a jerk. It's like they hit us over the head with it. I didn't really realize it. Of course, I always just knew Frank's character to be annoying, ferret face, jerk, like that kind of thing. But they establish it so, so much in the first season. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, you know, what was interesting that I didn't realize until this very moment. Uh, Margaret wasn't in this one. Yeah. His co-conspirator wasn't involved at all. So we didn't get to see her like bask in Frank's glory uh, either. <laughs> so that's kind of weird. I mean, it worked without her. But I am now that I'm thinking about it. It's a little surprising that they did this without her at all. She just wasn't there. Yeah, it was interesting. I was, uh, I noticed that. I also knew that she wasn't going to be in this episode, um, just from remembering it. And right off the bat, if she's kind of not in the episode at all, like she wasn't in the OR at all. So I was like, ah, I, yeah, I do recall that she's not going to be in this. But uh, that was a that was a weird choice, I guess, because so much was going on with Henry and the leaving and stuff like that. They didn't really have time for the Frank Margaret showdown kind of Romance. thing that they do. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Loretta Swift is her name, right? Loretta Maybe she Swift, was busy. Yeah. yeah, 
maybe. maybe she was doing some other stuff uh that that happens so often in in shows where it's like oh what happened to this guy for an episode and it's like oh he's just filming a movie he'll be back <laughs> yeah maybe she was oh this is another thing too loretta swit is from new jersey which i didn't realize again until very recently maybe she was just back home in new jersey <laughs> Maybe just taking some family time in the good old uh, garden state. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. So to get into the episode a little bit more um, in the first shot, they're, you know, doing surgery in the OR. But what really got me was the camaraderie in the beginning where Frank and Henry and Trapper and Jones are all like, yeah, you did a really good job. I'm so happy that, you know, you did this like Henry, you did such a good job in surgery, this that, and the other thing. And of course, like Frank comes and is being annoying. But even Henry told Hawkeye, you know, Frank is a good surgeon. We need him like lay off of him a little bit. Like, yes, he is annoying, but he's still a surgeon and he's still pretty good at what he does. And we do need him. That for me set the tone of the episode where like they all need each other. They and need I'm, each other. Yeah. And I'm sure that like that kind of at, with how grueling the OR is, that kind of boost from your peers is just it it was just so nice to see i don't know i really i really liked that in this one like at the very beginning it opens in the or uh doing surgery and hawkeye is just like making fun of burns the whole time being like you know we should charge you for loitering at an operating table (laughs) as if he's not a doctor at all and like i do understand burns being like upset at that yeah and henry was just like no it's fine don't don't worry about it like (laughs) just shutting him down because like he is annoying so even when he's like kind of justified and being annoyed you're like come on man just just roll with it you know you know the game by now yeah exactly and then afterwards uh it's announced that henry uh receives accommodations like he gets praised for the mash uh how the mash unit is performing and uh he has this whole ceremony it was very nice what do you think of it i thought that was like so just like hysterical i i loved it because throughout the show you're getting that you know of course like i said henry is this crazy just he doesn't have control of the camp and they even say it he says it when he's getting these accolades uh from the general he says oh and you know he gives thanks to radar and he says who is into the incidentally in command of this unit and just uses me as a front and it's just like yeah exactly that is just so true that was so funny <laughs> because the the whole crowd was just dead silent at that for like 15 seconds of just like <laughs> sitting there and i thought it was like a funny joke like if my if my boss made that joke of like oh my my lackey is actually the mm-hmm. one in charge that would be funny but it's only they didn't laugh because they know it's true Yeah, literally it's just completely true it is radar's camp and henry's just the one who has to sign the paper (laughs) it really is funny because you know they got these accolades for having a 90 percent efficiency rating i don't really know what that means i guess they save like 90 percent of the people that come in which is really really good and henry is still this like really (laughs) kind of bad commanding officer and they're still doing their job really well lets them do what they they want to do that's true yeah you know the google mindset just let people (laughs) hang out and it'll it'll work out i think as far as i'm aware that's what google does so to get into the plot of the episode a little bit more when henry is getting these accolades the general is saying you know i have another announcement that you're going to be transferred to tokyo because you do so well here we need you to teach 
in Tokyo how to do as well as you're doing. And then Henry has to then leave. And it was so kind of sweet again that Hawkeye and Trapper were really sad that he was leaving and Henry was sad and... Uh, the the interaction between Radar and Henry was so also really wholesome and that cute. That was so sad, though. Yeah. <laughs> Radar said, like, goodbye. And Henry just stood there for, like, a good while trying to think of something to say to Radar and then just not being able to. And at first, I thought, like, oh, no, does he not care about Radar? But then later on in the episode, it is established or reaffirmed that he cares a lot about Radar, which is very sweet in, in retrospect with the whole episode. But in the beginning... When he just couldn't say anything to him, I was like, oh no, it's so sad. Yeah, and like their father son relationship gets developed so much more over the seasons, but I felt like this was the first time that they were really showing it on screen. And it, it, it is, it's really sweet. I really do love the relationship that all the characters have, but especially that Radar has to the commanding officers. I just think that it's so sweet and so wholesome. So then, of course, as Henry leaves, it's revealed that Frank Burns is taking over as commanding officer and Hawkeye and Trapper are just so unhappy with this. Like they, well, they're always unhappy, but they're just like, are you kidding me right now with this? They were so like, oh, it just immediately they went from, oh, I'm so happy for Henry to the slow realization that their lives are going to be a lot worse uh, was very, very fun. And I like this whole thing a lot because what we've seen up to this point is mainly Burns doesn't like Hawkeye and Trapper specifically. He hasn't really uh, expanded out into the whole camp. And with him like very in charge, you see him like getting on the nerves of, of Radar mm-hmm. and all the other doctors there. So it's like... No, no, no. They are justified in really not liking him because everyone else also doesn't like him and he doesn't. He performs like regular army. When I was watching, I actually noted down. We all know that Frank sucks, but he was not necessarily doing anything egregious in this episode. He was kind of just putting in regulations that a typical army unit would have. So... As much as it was like annoying and he was he wants everyone to be by the book all the time. He wasn't really doing anything like that bad. Mm -hmm. And so the episode kind of culminates into Frank takes Hawkeye and Trapper is still away. And they're like, okay, that is a step too far. With your saying with what regulations, I thought it was so funny that they're woken up by the bugle call and they're legitimately like, what is that? <laughs> I, I've never yeah. heard that before. Uh, and Hawkeye even says like, I think I think that was a bugle call. Gentlemen, I think we're in the army. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Frank is right to implement some regulation stuff, but it's so funny that they were so... Uh, non-regulated that having a bugle call in the morning was this big change for them yeah i know that was hysterical and like of course there was the scene when frank is making them do like jumping jacks and warm-ups and stuff and trapper hawkeye and jones are just sitting down waving their arms as if they're doing jumping jacks that motion was that was just so funny um and like i said before he crosses the line 
when he takes their still away. And there are a few episodes in the show that deal with the camp like drying up or forced, you know, I, I don't want to say abstinence, but like, what is it? Uh, prohibition? Yeah, essentially like that, where the out, like, there's a no alcohol rule. Yeah, abstinence for alcohol. And so that's when they're like, okay, well, we need Henry back. Like, th- th- this is it. We need Henry back. So what really struck me with their whole plan, though, is that originally they were like, maybe we should murder Frank. I was like, oh my God, like, that's really bad. No, okay. So with that still thing, it was so like genuinely very funny because Frank comes in and he's got two MPs like with him and he's like, all right, give up the still. You can't have that on base. It's not like legal. It's not cool. And they're like, no, 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 that's not happening. And Trapper uh, puts out like a fly swatter at them and he's like, (laughs) careful boys, this thing can go off at any time. And the the military police just take out a gun and they're like, well, I guess we we lost this battle. <laughs> yeah, I loved that. With the other doctors saying like, oh, we should murder Frank. <laughs> I thought that scene was so good because yeah. it was so it was performed just so casually. It was so much like just a regular conversation that mm-hmm. like friends would have with each other. I say it all the time when talking about the show, but it's one of those things that felt very modern because mm-hmm. it, it was so casual it wasn't very punchline e it was just a couple of friends joking around with each other in a pretty natural way and you don't tend to see a lot of that performance even in modern tv so i loved that little bit i thought it was so good one thing that i just love about the show is like the one-liners in it feel so natural and you got that a lot in this episode too where even when frank was like taking the the alcohol away that what they they were like joking around and stuff like that with the mp and whatnot i don't know it just like it all felt very natural and like this is what they would actually do if they were this type of army unit so like i said they were like considering murdering frank it was really funny i think jones even says in the episode you know henry's one of us meaning that like Henry knew what the demands of the MASH unit were about, and it was a lot more than most people could handle. So letting them, letting all the doctors and stuff let loose and not be following typical army regulations was like something they needed to stay sane. And Henry got that. And Frank obviously doesn't, even though Frank does the same thing. So he's like so hypocritical. It's so annoying. And like as long as they were doing their jobs, it was fine under Henry's command. And obviously they were doing a good job because they got 90% efficiency ratings. And it's a joke in later on, but they say to Henry, oh, like under Frank, we fell to like 30% efficiency ratings. It was really funny. It's one of those things where it's uh, like, you're doing really well, so let's change everything about you to make yeah. you more efficient instead of staying on course. And then their plan to get Henry back, I really like this part as well, because it was all it was all the doctors again. And it was uh, some characters we hadn't seen up to this point. Like there was a guy named Ugly John. Yeah. Just this guy with a giant mustache. And I don't think he's been in any episode prior. I could be wrong. Yeah, he had been in like a few just in passing, though. This was the first time that he like was really kind of part of an episode and they really mentioned him all that much he had like maybe a couple of lines in the first few episodes yeah and when they're when they're planning to get henry back it was very like boys hanging out having a having a good time kind of vibe uh which i really i really liked i thought it was like very fun and it wasn't like 
an elaborate plan. They were just like, oh, well, we gotta, we gotta figure this out. And just again, the way they're talking with each other, I thought was so fun. It like it reminded me of like a low level Ocean's Eleven kind of thing. Yeah. Like, all right, let's get all the boys together. (laughs) Let's figure it out. Come on, lads. And it was so fun. This just this little segment of the episode, these two scenes were my absolute favorite. It just had a good energy to it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I really liked that they were just trying to use any any kind of just reasoning to get Henry to come back to the camp. Anything that they could. Like they were saying the low efficiency rating, morale is down. They tried to use his relationship with one of the nurses to get him to come back, which I thought was really funny. Which uh, they mentioned Leslie like by name. And I know it's like somewhat frequent in the show that like Henry's having an affair. Mm -hmm. uh, But when they first mentioned like, oh, what about Leslie? I was like, Who's Leslie? Should I know <laughs> that character? So is Leslie like a person? Or is that just a name they're throwing out there? No, I mean, she's the nurse, obviously, that like calls them to put orchestrate the plan with uh, Radar. But I don't remember her ever like really being in the other episodes. I know being that- Being in more? Yeah, like she's, well, at least she got a name, I guess. Like that's something, I guess, because most of the nurses are just unnamed and they're just there for- Hawkeye to grab and kiss (laughs) Um, so we get into where Henry is and he is just having it seems the time of his life in Tokyo it's amazing and he says he has to give three lectures a week and then the rest of his time it's just spare time and you see Hawkeye and Henry and Trapper in like just hanging out in a hot tub yeah boys being boys (laughs) stop using that phrase oh my gosh (laughs) that's so triggering Yeah, it's just like guy time, kind of. And, but like, you can't really, of course, blame Henry for not wanting to go back, like being very resistant to like, I don't care if efficiency's down. I don't care if the morale is down without me there. Look at the good food I get to eat. I get massages from people. I get like entertainment. It's a good deal. So then they had a feeling that they weren't going to get Henry to come back on like, oh, we miss you, that kind of thing. So they have Leslie, who is apparently Henry's girlfriend, call and they orchestrate this whole thing where Radar is sick and they like let it slip that Radar is the one who's sick and they can't figure out what's wrong with him. And that is the thing that gets Henry to come back to the camp because he's like, I can't believe Radar is sick. Like, this is really important to me, which again is just so sweet because their relationship is just so father-son. It's so cute. It was very sweet. I loved that. Because like I mentioned with the very beginning of him not knowing Seda Radar, I took that as indifference to him. But no, 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 no. He loves that boy. Uh, he, he wants that boy to be safe and healthy. And I thought that was just very sweet. And it was so funny because Radar obviously wasn't sick. He's fine. But when Henry gets back to the, the MASH unit, you know, he's pretending to be and Henry's in full turbo serious mode. Mm-hmm. He's just like, all right, let's uh, let's prep him for surgery because I want to I want to fix my my friend as soon as I can. And Radar's like, no, wait, please don't. <laughs> yeah, because so Radar's obviously not actually sick. It was all a ploy to get Henry back to the camp and get him to be the commanding officer again. And Radar's just like the the whole um scene 
where Henry's like, we're going to do exploratory surgery because I don't know what's wrong with him. And Radar is just like, oh my God, he's going to cut me open. Oh no, no, no. That was so funny to me. I was really like laughing out loud at that point because I was like, oh my God, imagine like, imagine the prospect of being cut open when there's nothing wrong with you. That's terrifying. As someone who's had a lot of surgeries, I can agree. Surgery under any circumstance (laughs) is like a lot. Yeah. But he was so fatherly. I mm-hmm. loved Henry just like being full on like, all right, I got to fix my boy. Yeah. It was just so nice. I know. I really loved it. And I really also liked how Henry was just absolutely not taking any of Frank's crap. Mm-hmm. He was just showing why he should be in command and Frank shouldn't be because honestly, the prospect of someone being sick and frank's just like no he's faking it even though he was faking it is not good like that's not how you should treat things and so not how you should treat in a hospital yes exactly in theory anyone can get sick at any time because yes. they're surrounded by the wounded soldiers yeah i just i just really loved how henry was in command mode and if not the most serious one of the most serious he will be in the whole like his whole run of the show and i know that he it was a very tense serious moment uh last episode as well when he was in the helicopter in the last episode but this was just so like he was worried worried for radar and it was just so sweet and he was being a doctor and we don't get to see a lot of of henry performing as a doctor Mm -hmm. he tends to be like the the guy behind the desk he doesn't really get into the uh medical stuff as much as the other people do yeah absolutely again if this was played a little more highly like a little more dramatically this could have been a season finale story Yeah, I agree. One of my other favorite parts about this was that Radar just kind of blew the whole thing when Henry was like, I'm going to stay as commanding officer. Frank, you're ruining this unit. Basically, I'm staying. I'm going to call General, who was it? Hammond, I guess. And he and Radar was just like, oh, do you want me to get him on the phone for you? And he like runs up and he gets the phone and it's just like, oh, no, he's actually not sick. Whoops. (laughs) Uh, radar at first like after he realized what he did was like ow where am i i have no idea (laughs) just very flatly (laughs) he was like oh no it was very cute henry was just like are you actually sick and he's like well i'm feeling better than i was like trying to really play it and what made me so mad about this scene was frank was being such a jerk because he was literally sitting there like laughing he was like i knew that radar wasn't actually sick (laughs) and i was like barrett face I hate you. I love that you uh you really hate Frank Burns like with a passion. And like I was defending him before. That speaks to how young you watched this show Ugh. when you were a kid. Yeah. This is one of those characters that I, I bet like imprints on you as like, oh, they're the bad guy. I hate them. Literally anytime, like anytime there was something that I needed to like make a name for a villain character when I was writing like short stories in literally like elementary and middle school, it was like Frank. I use the name Frank because that's so funny. Because like he's just a jerk, and that's just what I associated the name with. I'm sure that all Franks Frank are is fine. Your Darth but, like, Vader. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then of course, like at the at the end of the episode, Henry is just like, "You're not commanding officer anymore, Frank. I'm staying." And they're like, "Yay!" <laughs> Yeah, it was good. Uh, His decision to stay, I thought, was like a little fast. Yeah. But like, whatever. Half hour sitcom, just got to wrap it up. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's fun. I did, I know what you mean, though. It kind of like, it felt really quick. So he was giving up those sweet massages by... (laughs) The Korean women, yeah. 
it did feel very quick. The whole episode kind of went by really fast with the decision for Henry to leave and then Frank being a jerk and then Henry coming back and then Henry deciding to stay. It was very like one, two, three, four. Like you said, if it had been like a little bit more drawn out, I do feel like this could have been a season finale episode. So one of my all-time favorite scenes in MASH in general, I don't know why this always sticks out to me, but is when at the end, when Henry decides that he's going to try to be like a really strict commanding officer and he tells the guys in the swamp no more monkey business you know you're gonna toe the line i'm being serious etc etc and then hawkeye is just like oh i have a question for you and he's like all right what is it and he's like do you want a drink and henry's just like well i guess so and he's just like he dropped his whole commanding officer like shtick it was so funny i just loved that and it was just so quintessential to the character just so good i loved it i think the closing line of this if i'm not mistaken was Henry saying like, oh, well, you know, I gave up some good massages to be here. And then Hawkeye just like, oh, I could walk on you if you (laughs) want me to. (laughs) Yeah, well, that was one of the one-liners that I really liked. He was, when Hawkeye said like, oh, I have no problem just walking all over you. And it was just so double entendre funny. It was very cute. Yeah, I just, uh, I just love the, I love the character interactions in this episode. I don't know if you picked up on it, but when Henry's coming back to the camp, And they're trying to, again, orchestrate this whole like, oh, Radar is sick kind of thing. And Jones rushes in. He's like, the chopper just landed. And Radar's like, I know. Because he's Radar. (laughs) I just thought that was so funny. That was one thing that I thought was really good, though. Um, When Frank is, like, talking with Radar and, like, establishing himself as a commanding officer, Radar goes to hand him files and everything. And Frank is like, oh, well, you can't anticipate me. I'm not Henry Blake. I want the whatever report, not the other report. And he just gives him the report that he (laughs) was going to ask for anyway. Because Radar's got that that superpower. matter who it is i know i love that there was another good line in there when frank was saying to radar i didn't come here to be liked and radar said you know yeah you came to the right place yeah you came to the right place for that then (laughs) i just i loved that too oh man i love sassy radar i know he's so funny he's such a good lad but he's also got this the streak of being pretty independent like uh when they're trying to get to tokyo and he was just going through all the the forge passes they have of like my sister's pregnant oh well nobody uses that anymore yada 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 Oh, here, two tickets to Tokyo. Should have looked under T in the first place. It was just so like, man, Radar's kind of got it going. Like, he kind of knows his deal. I know, I love that. I love that he kind of like orchestrates this whole, like he he is, if anything, Radar is like really by the book. He does like almost everything right. But unless he knows that he needs to do something wrong, then he has this whole like underground thing where it's just like, well, if you don't send this, then you can do that, et cetera, et cetera. And that was so like evident with the passes of like, oh yeah, I have all these forged passes. And if you see it in the episode, there's like a... F- thumbprint of who the pass is supposed to be and it's just like well that's that's crazy like whose thumbprint is that then just some guy you know yeah exactly it's just like oh yeah this stack of forged passes like oh okay (laughs) great i love radar he's such a he's such a good character he's so he's not one thing you know Mm -hmm. i love it 
So I do have a little bit of trivia in for this episode. It's not really trivia for this episode. It's more um, some trivia about one of the characters. So as we know, um, Captain Jones is in this season for just a handful of episodes. Um, and he's not shown like all that much. But he was played by an actor named Timothy Brown. I looked him up for the first time and he's like really, really interesting. So I found out that before he was an actor, he was a professional football player. Like, he played Whoa. for the pro league. Well, his character in the show, well, the movie, I don't know if it's mentioned in the show, <laughs> is a football player. And yeah. like that's where he gets his, his problematic nickname from. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we won't go into that, but that's cool, too. Yeah, I thought that that was amazing. And I was so I was looking it up and he played for the Green Bay Packers, the Philadelphia Eagles, which we hate because we're from New Jersey, and <laughs> the Baltimore Colts. And I also found out that his last game of professional football was the Super Bowl three. It was the third ever Super Bowl in 1969. How crazy is that? I had no idea. That's insane. And it was funny because he was playing on the Colts and it was between the Colts and the Jets. And that's probably the last time the Jets were ever in the Super Bowl. But whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Showing our East Coast sports bias with this one right now. (laughs) And he also had a music career in the 1960s and he had several professionally recorded singles. And I just thought that was so cool that like he had this whole like crazy career where he was an actor, a football player. He was uh, he did some commentary for football a, a little while after his career, his football career ended. And he actually only passed away recently in 2020 at the age of 82. So I just thought that that oh, was really good cool. for him. Yeah, I had no idea that he had this such like this really, really amazing career. So good on you, Timothy That's Brown. That's rad as heck. Yeah. Good for him. I do wish this character showed up more as it goes on because he is established as Hawkeye and Trapper's like third roommate. Yeah. So it's just kind of it's kind of weird that he's mostly not there except for when he is. Yeah, I really wish that they had kept the character, but apparently they just couldn't. They had too many characters and they were trying to write like the hijinks Hawkeye and Trapper character like arc and whatnot. And it just kind of didn't work to have a third person. But yeah, I I, I like this character. This actor's pretty cool. All right. So do you want to do some final thoughts before we wrap up this episode? Sure. Uh, I like this one a lot. This one had good energy. Uh, It was all about Henry and all about Radar. And, you know, you know, we like Henry and Radar in this house. Good banter, good performances. I really like the Tokyo stuff. I thought that was all pretty funny. Good episode. Probably one of my favorites so far, to be honest. Yeah. Anything that kind of takes place away from the camp, I always think is interesting because it's mostly in the camp. And when they go outside of the camp, especially in the first few seasons it's very rare if you like few and far in between i don't know it just like adds a little bit of flavor to the episode i really liked it so to wrap up we'd like to give thanks to jacob for balco for being our technical consultant melissa my sister for cover art and of course our listeners our music as always is linked in the description and contacts and social media for the show ethan and i will also be linked in the description and until next time try massaging your work superiors with your feet Goodbye, farewell, and amen. Bye, everybody.